Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. This is going to be such a stacked news day. I'm going to try to pack a lot to this show. So strap in, get ready for the ride. Just quick. This January 6th commission by Pelosi is a total excuse to do what? Anybody know? Guesses, guesses. They want to subpoena everyone under the sun. They'll now have subpoena power. Now that we don't have any pro-Trump people on this January 6th commission because they rejected Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, by the way, they will subpoena everyone and keep this thing going forever. They don't want this January 6th story to ever, ever die. They want to run it through the election, the presidential election. We got that. Also, mask mandates making a comeback. The Pegasus story explodes. Apps are following you. Dogs and cats. Reminds me of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It really is. It's a stacked news Thursday. Hey, you don't want big tech and government spying on you? Get a VPN. It'll come in handy for a story later today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. One more thing. Please don't miss my Fox show this weekend, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. I got a loaded show. I'm in the end stages of booking a pretty great guest. Should be pretty cool. And the lib debate this week with the debate with the liberal, I promise you, is going to be fire. I, I can feel it already. I got my finger on the pulse of this week. Hey, today's show brought to you by Tommy Jam. What happens when a champion is no one left to compete with? They compete with themselves. Tommy John has done just that. And the result is the most technically advanced pair of underwear ever made. Apollo. Apollo men's underwear is proven to keep you drier and up to seven degrees cooler than regular cotton underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics like me. Have a pair. They're pretty amazing. Apollo underwear is soft, supportive, stretches for the perfect fit every day and is available up to size 4XL. With over 15 million pairs sold, many of them mine, men across America love Tommy John underwear because there's no more flopping, sticking, or chafing. I was a big fan of Tommy John before they were a sponsor. We don't take sponsors we don't like. Love this stuff. The only downside is the only pair you wear ever again. If you have other pairs, you're going to go right in the garbage. You're never going to touch them again. Tommy John's where it's at. And like all Tommy John, Apollo, <clears throat> excuse me, Apollo comes with the best pair or you ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. Tommy John's new Apollo men's underwear is high-end, for your rear end, and you can't get them anywhere else. Right now, get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash Dan. Don't wait. You're going to love them. Go to tommyjohn.com slash Dan for 20% off. Paula loves them, too. tommyjohn.com slash Dan. See Cypher details. All right, Joe, let's go. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> That's perfect. I did not plan that, folks. That's it from Ghostbusters. Human sacrifice. Talks again. That's what it feels. This is what those news days. You're like, fire hose? Oh, you can't. I didn't know I had to prioritize all this stuff. I got two pages loaded. All right. The Pegasus story continues to explode quickly on this. Uh, the Washington Post has decided to do random acts of journalism. I don't know what happened over there. Did they fire the whole staff? Did Bezos sell it? Not sure. But it appears they're interested, not just in, in uh, at least for five seconds of their day, they weren't interested in Trump. They're interested in an actual news story. Washington Post talking about Pegasus. Pegasus, which is the malware program that they, we've been discussing it all week. They can spy on your phone and you don't even have to click on anything. All they have to do is send you a text and your phone is their phone. You know who is apparently on the list of potential, I want to emphasize, potential people spied on by this Pegasus program? Well, from the Post, on the list, 10 prime ministers, three presidents, and a king. They were among the 50,000 phone numbers the Pegasus Project found 
uh, found those of hundreds of public officials. Folks, this is a, uh, really, again, a frightening story. I discussed it on Fox News primetime last night. We've been discussing it on the show uh, just about every day this week. So this Pegasus uh, project is not new, but the story that is new is a leak of 50,000 phone numbers that may have been infected with this Pegasus malware. The malware, again, hijacks your phone. If you have Pegasus on your phone, your phone is their phone. The microphone, the camera, they can turn it on, apparently. They can read your emails. Your phone is their phone. You think you're using encrypted apps? Doesn't matter. The geolocator, they have a homing beacon on you. It, it, this would open up an unprecedented level of surveillance never seen before in human history if these things are, in fact, infecting a lot of phones, this program. Uh, the Washington Post says the list of, uh, of the list contained phone numbers. Of, again, these are potential phones infected by Pegasus. Of more than 600 government officials and politicians from 34 countries. In addition to the countries where top leaders' phone numbers appeared were numbers for officials in Afghanistan, Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Bhutan, China, Congo, Egypt, Hungary, India, Iran, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Mali, Mexico, Nepal, Qatar, Rwanda, Saudi Arabia, Togo, Turkey, the UAE, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Folks, why is this story important? It's critical. I don't know why more people aren't picking up this story. I can only guess it may be because of people who've been paid to not pick up this story. The potential for blackmail and a shakeup of global, po of global politics is immense. I've warned you that the power of big tech is more awesome right now than even the power of the world's united governments. Big tech can do things government can't even do. Can you imagine the potential for blackmail of global leaders if you had all their conversations and their cameras? Here's the thing about blackmail. It's blackmail, meaning it's not transparent. It's opaque. It's blackmail. It happens behind the scenes. It's not blackmail if people make it public. In other words, you don't even know what the people who may have used Pegasus to spy on world leaders have on these world leaders, and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. It's not a conspiracy theory to suggest that some of these people were targeted for blackmail material. You have uh, the president of France, who Macron happens to be on that list. I'm not suggesting he did anything, to be crystal clear. But imagine he did. The camera was activated and there was some shenanigans going on. You define shenanigans, whatever it may be. It's a great part about shenanigans. You get to define what shenanigans are. How do you know there's not people back-channeling? Hey, look what we got on you with your camera and microphone. What happened last night? Again, I'm not suggesting this is happening. I'm trying to give you an example of how dangerous this technology could be. Hey, we'd like you to sign on to this international agreement. Are we going to leave? Are we going to... Uh, we're going to put out all this information. It, Togo was on the, imagine, you know, the, the president of Togo, if it's a prime minister or whatever. <clears throat> you have no idea. This could shake up global, global politics. It's a huge story, an enormous story. And yet it's being largely avoided by mainstream media outlets, which is really puzzling right now and makes me wonder if people at mainstream media outlets and other outlets, maybe sub-mainstream media outlets, aren't on that list of people who are being spied on and have blackmail material themselves. The Pegasus story. I think this is going to continue to get worse. Speaking of big tech, this is a big tech block here, and the, the dangers, the potential for global destabilization as big tech's power and even medium-sized tech explodes. 
Global destabilization is possible with mass surveillance now possible for the first time in human history through this homing device, camera, microphone we carry with us every single day. Now, you may say to yourself, well, Dan, that's just malware and someone has to send it to you. You know, this unprecedented surveillance, these unprecedented surveillance capabilities, you know, they're not really a big deal. You have to be infected with the malware. Maybe I'm not a target. You would be wrong. You can be surveilled even if you are not a target of Pegasus. It's not just the Pegasus program. And again, I'm not faulting the company. They're free to create any technology they want. It's how this stuff is used that's becoming a real problem. Even if you haven't been a target of Pegasus, you can still be tracked. No, not me. Yes, yes, you. Storyandvice.com. The inevitable weaponization of app data is here. This story is not about Pegasus. I want to be crystal clear. By the way, these stories, the Washington Post story in this are in my newsletter. Please, please read them. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read these stories. You have apps on your phone? This story is about a Substack publication that used location data from Grindr, which is a gay dating site, to out a priest without their consent. The story's fascinating. Apparently, there was this priest who was acting inappropriately. They managed through commercially available app data. Listen to what I just said. Not Pegasus data. Commercially available geolocated app data. They managed to pinpoint this guy and follow him around using his phone. There's no, keep in mind, no crime was committed here. There's no violation of the law. This is happening right now. You are being tracked by your apps and they can pinpoint it by where you go. Now, many of you may be saying, well, that data is all masked, the app data. So in other words, let's say you have an app, whatever, the Joey Bag of Donuts app, and the app, it says, turn on location, right? That data can be sold. People can then buy that data, but it's not supposed to be attached to your name. Well, in this case of the priest who was, according to these allegations at least, using this gay dating app to travel around, they didn't need his name. Why? Because they just followed him around to very specific residents and locations he worked and figured out that that had to be his phone. Here, from the vice piece. What, you think this stuff couldn't happen to you? It says, quote, the data itself, talking about the pre-app data, didn't contain the mobile phone user's real name. But the pillar and its partner were able to pinpoint which device belonged to the priest by observing one that appeared at the staff residence for this place he worked and headquarters locations of meetings he was in, as well as his family lake house and an apartment that has him listed as a resident. In other words, they managed to, as experts have long said is easy to do, unmask the specific person and their movements across time from a supposedly anonymous data set. Folks, it's not anonymous. That is what I've been warning you for literally five years about metadata. You can call it metadata, geolocated. Oh, my name isn't attached to it. It just knows that a phone, this specific phone, this is mine. It just knows this phone went here, 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 and there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you can find out where I live and where I work, and you find out that a phone went there and there and there every day, Monday through Friday, do you really need to know it's mine? Is it not obvious? Did you know this was happening? You know, I, I hate to say this, but 
I'm very, very concerned about this as an actual conservatarian concerned with civil liberties. It may be time to seriously disconnect. You have a phone like this, stick it in like a container in your garage somewhere, and then use a throwaway cricket phone if you're not interested in being surveilled. I don't even know if they still have cricket phones, whatever. I mean, I'm not kidding. I just told you it can happen. Forget about Pegasus for a moment. That's a huge story that obviously involves significant, I mean, breaches into people's privacy. But this is commercially available stuff. We're not even talking about some fancy Pegasus program. We're talking about the ability to track you right now if you have specific apps on your phone. This is not the brave new world at all. Finally, you know, big tech seems to care more about your uh, censoring you and conservatives out there than they care about your privacy. Is this an issue? Is Apple and people, are they going to address this? I get it. It's not easy. And even though Apple and Google and Amazon are my sworn enemy after what they did to us, and after all their efforts to suppress conservative content, you guys going to get your heads out of your butts and start focusing on privacy and stop focusing on censorship of conservatives? This is kind of an important issue, no? No one agreed to have a homing beacon in our house that can track every single thing we do. We didn't agree to that. Well, what's the solution? Well, Hugo Gordon at the Washington Examiner has an interesting one today, at least regarding the censorship front. It's worth considering. It's another article will be in my newsletter today, reigning in our new big tech censors. Hugo Gordon, Washington Examiner. He says at the bottom, in Section 230, which lets them pull stuff down, these big tech companies, and censor you because it's, quote, otherwise objectionable, maybe it's time to look at that again. He says maybe Republicans should get ready for reform, an idea that might be able to set a threshold of perhaps 100 million users, above which these tech platforms would be banned from removing content except for narrowly constrained reasons such as incitement of violence. One side of the partisan ideological divide cannot be allowed to control the political discussion. Americans are used to freedom. They'll reward the party that secures it. Hugo Gordon, the verdict is in. You are correct. The old conservative arguments, ladies and gentlemen, are dead. We are living, as I just stated and laid out for you in this big tech block opening the show, we are living in a not-so-brave new world. For those Huxley fans out there, this is not a good place to be. The old standard, well, we're going to let the free market take care of it. The free market sometimes generates externalities. If you're going to preserve liberty, privacy, and freedom, the old answers aren't working because some of the old answers do not apply to the tech environment we're in now, where there's unprecedented surveillance capabilities to open up a Pandora's box of surveillance to dismantle any semblance of a private life you had left. It may be time for an effort to regulate this stuff and regulate them. I Believe me, I am as anti-red tape as it gets. But if we're a conservative movement, we should be conserving something. And if we're not conserving liberty and the right to a private self, then what's the point of conservatism? I don't understand. I'm confused. All right, let me get to this block on Biden because uh, I'm going to get to this first video first, moving on. But we are really in a very dangerous new place. That is going to require some very unique and tailored solutions. The party, Hugo Gordon is right. The party that respects privacy going forward because Americans love it will be richly rewarded at the polls. We have to conserve something. So this is our, we haven't done one of these in a while. 
Segment number one from Joe Biden's uh, just epic fail of a town hall last night with Don, uh, Don Lemon. Probably the only guy dopier than Don Lemon is Joe Biden, so it was a perfect town hall. This is our what the hell did Joe Biden just say last night segment. Here is, I don't even know what, I'm just throwing this in there to show you how this guy just speaks in these word salads that make no sense. If you can translate this, more power to you. Send in your translation of the show. I'd love to hear it. Check this out. Just like the other question that's illogical, and I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Folks, if you know what that was even about, please send in your translations to the show. I have no idea. It's clear at about 30 seconds in, he entirely loses what he's talking about. The man is the commander in chief of the most powerful fighting force in the history of sentient beings now and anywhere else in the cosmos. And he can't even finish a minute long thought without losing himself halfway through. This happens all the time. And then when he does finish a coherent thought, it's totally incoherent because he lies the whole time. This is turning into an intergalactic embarrassment. If this is like the Jodie Foster contact movie and alien beings are listening to us right now, they must be sitting there, head in the hand, going, what the hell happened to these earthlings? They're, they're probably like, you know what? It's not even worth invading right now. Let's pass. We don't want to conquer these people right now if they're led by this idiot. Let's at least wait. It's like trying to beat up your, you know, your, your redheaded stepbrother or something, you know, who's five years. It's not worth it. It's not a fair fight. So you don't do it. They don't even want to invade us right now. It would just be too easy. What did he just say? What language was that? The man speaks in word salads. He makes up and invents words as he go along. goes along. His sentences and phrases don't even join together. I got more on this. Uh, you know what? Let me get to my second sponsor. I'll get to it in a second. I got the second. I got two more videos from Biden's town hall last night. One where Biden thinks he's making a point on the growing inflation threat. The really seriously growing red line threat we're reaching soon of inflation. And he thinks he's making a point. He makes the opposite point. And then another thing he puts out, economic misinformation. So I'm calling for Twitter, fake book, and YouTube. Um, if they're going to ban misinformation, that's going to be your policy. And I disagree with that policy, but if you're going to do it, Joe Biden should be banned because he put out misinformation and I'll prove it. Hey, today's show also brought to you by my friends at iTarget. The only thing I love more than my firearms is practicing with them. But with the cost of ammo getting really expensive, range time getting tough, it's, it is. Sometimes they get really packed up. I, I, I have a safer way for you to practice. I use myself. So is my father and a couple members of my family. They love it. It's iTarget. iTarget was invented to give law-abiding gun owners a better way to train in the safety and security of your own home. You don't have to go to the range. You can. I mean, if you can and you can make it, that's great. But most of us can't. We don't have the time. You know, you got to come home, you got to clean the firearms sometimes. Sometimes you can't get ammo. You know, listen, it's just sometimes you don't have time for it, right? Just download iTarget's proprietary app. You load the laser round into your firearm and start training right away. Here's how you do it. You safely unload your firearm. It comes with a laser round. You drop it in there after you've checked it, checked it twice. 
And then you get to practice in the safety and security of your own home. You know, if you dry fire, meaning firing a weapon without a round in it, which is what people do to practice their grip, their trigger control, their sight alignment, and their sight picture. That's what we did a lot of it in the NYPD and the Secret Service. It's great. The problem is it's dry. There's no round. So when you depress the trigger, you don't know, obviously, what happens. There's no bang. Well, with this, with the laser round, well, there's no bang with the laser round, but a laser's emitted, and you know where the round would have landed on the target. You can sharpen your target reaction speed, all of those skills I just talked about, your grip, everything. Keep it tight. Proficiency matters. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223 for your AR, so you can stay sharp and keep it tight with any firearm. Proficiency matters. No sense having one if you're no good with it, you know? Go to iTargetPro.com and save 10%, plus get free shipping with the offer code DAN. It's the smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in one day. I'm not joking. The feedback on the product is outstanding. Every time I do a read for them, I get hundreds of emails from people who love it. How do you get the iTarget system? Go to letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com. Use offer code DAN. You're going to love it. Thanks, iTarget. Appreciate it. All right, here's cut number two from Biden yesterday. I'm just going to play this quick because it's just dopey. Listen to Biden try to make the point how spending trillions of dollars of money we don't have, flushing that money into the economy, some of it used to get people to not work through benefits that will incentivize them not to work because they're getting money not to work. Listen to him somehow explain how this is going to help reduce inflation. Keeping in mind the whole time, because there are liberals listening, I don't want to insult the conservatives, who understand inflation is a monetary phenomenon. Inflation is the result, folks, of more money chasing the same amount of products. If you have 100 chairs and $100, and then you print another $100, those chairs can now fetch $2 each instead of $1 each. It's not complicated math. Liberals have a tough time with it. But Joe Biden tries to explain how flushing this money into the economy and uh, without any uh, 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 commensurate increase in productivity is somehow going to reduce inflation. This is, I mean, you want to talk about total incoherence. Check this out. You're pumping all of this money into the economy. Couldn't that add to? No, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation, reduce inflation, reduce inflation because they're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about, driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it, it is, I, 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 I sincerely mean this. Prices are up now, and they're up in, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two-by-fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working cutting lumber. They stopped doing it because they, their, their, their unemployment was so down. Now, all of a sudden, there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. You know what's really stunning here? How in the same sentence, he debunks his own argument. He's like, we're going to flush all this money into the economy. And it's like lumber. You know, lumber costs more because people aren't producing a lot of lumber and there's more money chasing the lumber and people are being basically paid to stay home and not produce lumber. Yes, you just made our argument. Did he, did you miss that? The guy, 
The guy says printing all this money won't lead to inflation. And it makes the argument that printing all this money to pay people not to work will lead to inflation. <laughs> nope. He's right. There is no better. No one can defeat Joe Biden in a debate better than Joe Biden. I would do the Biden versus Biden debates again, but it didn't perform well. And the show is for you. It'd be you didn't like it, which is okay. Show's for you. I designed the show for you. You don't like it, we don't do it again. Nobody debates this guy better than himself. You get that, right? He just made the exact opposite point about inflation, and he doesn't even see it. Either because he's too dopey, or again, 30 seconds in, he forgot what he said in the first 30 seconds, and then starts making another argument in the next 30 seconds. There's more from this. Again, loaded show. Please don't go anywhere. I got a lot, I've got a lot more to get to, including segregation is back. Segregation. Joe, that was a bad idea, right? We really don't I mean, like yeah. that. Segregation. Yeah. We're not into that stuff. It's back. Yeah. No, no, not kidding. It's it's back. We got that. We got a lot more coming up. Don't go anywhere. Here's the third hmm. piece of sound and audio from the uh, Joe Biden epic fail of a town hall. Here he puts out, incredibly, in a one-minute cut, three pieces of economic information. So, again, I don't agree with censorship at all, period. But if Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are going to enact a misinformation ban, a ban on misinformation, Joe Biden should be banned. So we're calling for that today. We're just It's your rules, not mine. I don't like these rules. But this is misinformation. I'm going to prove it. He puts out three pieces of economic misinformation last night at Town Hall in one minute. The first, here we go again. Joe, Joe again with the trickle down. The, he just makes that up. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as trickle down economics. That's number one. Pay attention to this clip. And then, uh, and then number two. And the clip, he says, um, the middle class, at no time did the middle class grow before. We can't say, well, we'll debunk that. And then he talks about the rich not paying their fair share. Check this out. Ever think of a time, those of you who are economists, who, are, who teach here uh, economics, can you think of any time when the middle class did better, the wealthy didn't do really well? I'm not being a facetious now. I'm, not, I'm being deadly earnest. Can you think of any time that's occurred? When the middle class does better, I'm tired of trickle down. I come from the corporate state of America. <clears throat> and by the way, I think you should be able to go out and make a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars if you have the capacity to do it. But I ask one thing, pay your fair share. Just pay your fair share. I really mean it. If you know anything about me, check me out. We have more corporations registered in Delaware than all the rest of America combined. 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 I represented for 36 years. I've never seen a time when we have the middle class growing that the wealthy didn't do very, very, very well. Yeah. So that's what we have to do. Build it out and up. I love the, the dopey yapping seals of the audience. <laughs> they clap because they don't know liberals don't know anything ever they really are the dumbest block of people they don't know anything they never ever back up anything they say with any data ever you understand that's why it's so easy to debate them don't miss my show on the weekends we try to bring a lib on just to show you how little they know they discredit themselves i mean i'm never afraid of debating a liberal ever because they never know anything so let's go one by one so joe says again joe biden and he's tired of trickle down. So am I, because there's no such thing. For the thousandth time, let's play Thomas Sowell, debunk completely that there is an economic theory known as trickle down. 
There is no such thing. I'm waiting for one person in the press ever to ask Joe to define what economic theory of trickle-down he's talking about. There's a Keynesian economic theory. There's Milton Friedman's theory of inflation, you know, the velocity of money and uh, the M2. There's all theories you can measure. You can, there's no trickle-down. He's just making it up. Check this out. Here's Thomas Sowell. President Obama in December of last year, the market will take care of everything. They tell us jobs and prosperity will eventually trickle down yeah. to everyone else. In April of this year, during the Bush years, the wealthy got wealthier, but prosperity sure didn't trickle down. In July, this past summer, Barack Obama, we've tried it their way. It didn't work. We were told that prosperity would start at the top and then trickle down, close quote. Where does this... Trickle, where does this phrase trickle down come from? Oh, I don't know. It was as far back as, uh, as, the, as the first, as the uh, Roosevelt administration. Uh, there is absolutely, it is an incredible thing. It's, there is a non-existent theory that is constantly being attacked. Uh, some years ago in my newspaper column, I challenged anybody to cite any economist outside of an insane asylum who had ever made that argument. Nobody ever, ever ever came up with a single person. So when Barack Obama says in this past July, quote, we were told that prosperity Ask him who told him. Nobody told him. Nobody no told him. No economist has ever held that. No, no politician has ever said it. I don't know of anybody who's ever said it. In fact, uh, when I put this out, and I went, went out a nationally syndicated column, uh, various people uh, wrote me and said, well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said it. But find me the person who said it. I don't want to hear how you... A said that B said, find me B and show me where he said it. And that was years ago. Not one example has been offered. Because there are none. You understand the, the dopey yapping, clapping seals of the audience? <laughs> Do you understand that people like Biden, Obama, Bernie Sanders, Democrats, AOC, and others, they say this because they think you're stupid? They're not, well, AOC, let's put her, they're not stupid outside of you, but they think you're stupid. I'm serious. They're not dumb. They think you're dumb because they know you will do no homework on this. They know it sounds bad. Oh, my gosh. Trickle down. We're going to give stuff to the rich and expect it to trickle down. They know there is no credible economic theory of trickle down, and they know you'll clap because they know you'll never do your homework. Conservatives like me and others, we hear things like Joe Biden is saying trickle down economics don't work. We actually go and look it up, and then we find out that there's no such thing. You don't. Liberals don't do that ever. They don't do that. That's why I'm so glad. I'm sure liberals are glad every day because they love being dumb that I will never, ever be a liberal because I'm not stupid. I'm not a stupid person. There is no trickle down. You're clapping like idiots for a theory that doesn't exist. <laughs> trickle down. Here's another one. Joe Biden said there's been no time, no time in history where the middle class and the rich have gotten richer. The rich get rich at the expense of the middle class. Folks, this took all of about, I don't know, five minutes of research. Not kidding. Five minutes, maybe less. Here was a study put out the, by the Joint Economic Committee of the U.S. Senate, put out a while ago. It was taken during the Reagan years. You'll notice during the Reagan years that the middle class, what happened? Joe Biden said the middle class never grew at any time. The rich just get richer and the middle class got poor. That's fascinating because you look at the Reagan years from 1980 to 1989. If you want to look at the chart, by the way, it's in my newsletter. It's also on the Rumble show. If you're watching on video, it's on the screen right now. Rumble.com slash Bongino. In 1980, 55% of the population fit what according to the definition of what we categorize as the middle class. 
That's fascinating because the middle class did shrink. When Reagan left office, let's go to 1989, the middle class shrunk to 51.1%. I know what you're thinking. My gosh, Dan, you're making Joe Biden's argument. Reagan crushed the middle class. It shrunk. Um, no, that's only if you're a liberal yapping, clapping, idiot, seal in the order. <laughs> You've, where did those people go, folks? Look at the chart. It's on the screen now. Well, the wealthy in 1980 were about 17.6% of the population. What were they at the end of the Reagan years? 23.5. Oh. Meaning, where did those middle class people go, folks? Pop quiz for the libs. They got richer. You're like, no, no, no. The, the poor, the, the poor, the lower income class definitely expanded. Really? Uh, they were 27.5% of the population when Reagan got into office uh, and 25.3% when he got out. The poor. So the poor, that shrunk, that group of income uh, category shrunk. The middle class shrunk and people got richer because that expanded. I, I know the data is hard for you. I know. I know it's tough because, again, you wake up every morning living in embarrassing, humiliating lie. You have to look your kids in the face and acknowledge how dumb you are. I get it. I know it's offensive being a liberal. I get it. I know it's hard for you, but understand the yapping, clapping seals in the order. <laughs> that everything this guy said to you is a lie. Everything. There's no trickle down. The rich didn't get richer during the Reagan years only. The middle class and the poor got richer too, if you believe in data. I, I, all right, I got one more. Shockingly, in that one-minute clip, he managed to put out three pieces of economic information. Again, fake book, you going to ban them? ScrewTube? Twitter, you going to ban them? This is economic misinformation. I just proved that none of this is true. There is no trickle-down. That's misinformation. And that's totally not true what he said about the middle class. They, of course they won't ban them. All right, let me get to my third sponsor, and I want to get back to the third point. The rich don't pay their fair share. They don't even know what the numbers are. Do you even care about data? Does it even matter? I had to use this this morning. What? My ex chair. Why? Because last night was a, I woke up super early last night, unintentionally. I think it's because this week I've, been, week I've been sleeping like a rock star and I fell asleep early, maybe a little too early. The unknown came in 2020 and changed the workplace forever. Some of us are getting back to the office. Some of us find ourselves in a new normal at home. The future of work has changed, and so is the future of seating. X chairs, mine right here, love it, is at the forefront of home and office seating during the transition. X chairs' newest innovation, LMAX temperature regulation, will take your seating comfort to a whole new level. Patent pending LMAX allows you to experience cooling, heat, and massage in your lower back. You feel a bit warm this summer? Set your LMAX to cooling. Feeling stressed from too many Zoom calls? Turn on the LMAX massage therapy and relax. X-Chair's patented dynamic variable support was already the best in class with incredibly responsive lower back support. Now with LMAX, your comfort's guaranteed. You won't believe the difference that you feel for yourself. There isn't a chair like this out there. Imagine regulating your body temperature and getting massage therapy while you're working. X-Chair LMAX delivers cooling, heat, and massage technology directly to your core. It helps increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy oil perks that make working from home or your office a total joy. There's never been a better time to ditch that old no-name office chair and boost your productivity by treating yourself to the joys of X-Chair. Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter X, chair, B-O-N-G-I-N-O.com, or call 844-4X-Chair for $100 off your order. 
X-Share has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. This chair is pretty awesome. Go to xchairbongito.com now, and you can use code XWheels for free X-Wheels blade casters. xchairbongino.com. Go today. You're going to love it. Thanks, X-Share, for sponsoring the show. We appreciate it. So the third piece of misinformation, which I'm, again, assuming Twitter and Facebook will ban immediately, being that we just conclusively proved, again, Joe Biden is lying. The third lie in that one-minute clip is the rich don't pay their fair share. Listen, folks, I'm not chilling for anybody. I don't care. I just care about facts. If you want the rich to pay more, then tell us what the number is, tell us what they pay now, and tell us why you demanding the rich pay more will make a difference in prosperity. Is that a fair assessment? No, I'm really, to all the listeners out there, conservative, libertarian, liberal, or Democrat, I just want to say something reasonable, rational, and logical. Put aside your partisan stripes for a second. I know it's hard. This is a political show. It is an opinion show. But if you are going to make an argument that rich people should pay more in taxes, shouldn't you know what you're talking about first? Is that a yes? Okay, that's a yes. Even the liberals are like, yeah, maybe you should know what you're talking about first. Of course, they're not really saying that. Let's pretend they were rational. Yeah, we should, we should know what they're paying first. So once you figure out what they're paying now, the rich, shouldn't you tell us exactly what they should pay? Right? Yeah, I know, Libs, this is hard. It's called logic. And then shouldn't you tell us, part three, why that increase, why you believe, according to economic modeling or data, you can prove that that will make a difference for the prosperity of everyone else. Is that fair? Fair? Fair way to put that out there? I think so. Pretty reasonable. Of course, not to liberals who are clawing at the faces and getting their pink hats out, screaming at the sky right now. So what do the rich pay now? Well, all you have to do is put in a search engine, how much do the rich pay in taxes? And you'll get things like the Heritage Foundation. Adam, uh, Adam uh, Michelle here, May 3rd, 2021. It's a recent report where you can find out how much the rich pay in taxes. Here's a chart from the piece. Now, liberals don't know this because they're not interested in data at all. What do you think the top 1% pay in taxes, folks? Well, they earn 21% of all income, right? 21%. So what do you think they pay? If you're a liberal, you're probably guessing right now because you don't know much. I'm sure you said top 1%, they definitely pay 2% of the tax load. That's it. They're getting over. That's, that's, I, I, I'm sure it's actually an overestimate. Liberals probably, they pay nothing. They pay nothing. I'm actually being generous at 2%. Well, when you look at the actual data, I know something that's tough for you. This is, uh, this is uh, pretty strong data, by the way. They pay 40%. So one out of every 100 taxpayers, they only earn 21% of the income, and they pay 40% of the taxes. One out of 100 people pays 40 cents out of every dollar in taxes. I'm, again, I'm sure you don't know. So if you're going to make an argument that the rich should pay more, then you should tell us what they pay now, which is 40%, and tell us why they should pay more and what you want them to pay. What's the target number? 50, 60, go back to that a second. I want to see, pull that back again. What, explain, I'd like to see, make the argument, right? That's fair. What do the top 2 and 5% pay? Well, that, that bracket there pays, earns about 16% of the income and pays 20% of the taxes. So the top 5% of income owners in total, in, t- in total, excuse me, earn about 35, 37% of the income and pay 60% of the taxes. Again, I know you don't know that. I know this is really hard for you, data, facts, and stuff. I get it's complicated, but read a book once in a while, please. It's embarrassing. By the way, this report will be in the newsletter too for your liberal friends. Shock them. 
because they don't know. You, again, if you want to argue the rich should pay more, fine. It's a free country that's free for you to argue. I'm just asking you that you try to know stuff. I know it's complicated. Just please try to know stuff once in a while. I always tell my daughter, it's not cool to not know stuff. I slipped last night. I shouldn't have done that. I did. I slipped and said, it's not cool to not know because I was annoyed at something. By the way, here's uh, more evidence of how liberals are. This is a classic. We play it often. Here's Al Sharpton in a classic debate versus uh, libertarian John Stossel, where Al Sharpton, uh, this is a little while ago. This was about a decade ago. Al Sharpton was asked this exact same question about, hey, what should the rich pay? Watch Al Sharpton, like every liberal out there, because they don't know anything, totally flub the question and then move on like nothing ever happened. Check this out. The rich do not pay their share. That's a widespread belief. But do the politicians even know how much of the income tax burden the rich pay now? The top 1% in this country pays very much less than 10%. Very much less than 5%. So what's fair? The top 1% should pay 10% of America's income taxes? 20%? They should pay somewhere around 15%. They don't pay 5%. Anybody could see that as unequal and unfair. So they should pay 15%, he says. And the richest 1% now pay less than 10%. Then he said less than 5%. But that's so silly because, and I bet most of you don't know this, the IRS says the richest 1% of taxpayers already pay 34%, twice what Sharpton wanted them to pay. The reverend barely reacted when I told him. They're already paying 34%. No, I think that if you deal with the quality of their lives. He quickly changed the subject. He never would admit how far off he was. (laughs) Uh, You know, again, the show's for you. I don't get, I'm not sure if you get annoyed. We've played that about four or five times over the last two years. But it always just comes back. It's one of those evergreen clips, they call them in media, where it's always useful. Because Al Sharpton is every liberal out there. By the way, the number's grown since that was recorded. The top 1% now pay 40, not 34%. They pay more. That's not possible, Dan. My liberal friends told me the rich have been getting over forever and they're paying less than ever. Your liberal friend's an idiot. I'm really sorry, but your liberal friend is as dumb as Al Sharpton. They just don't read data. They don't. I have no problem with them having a political belief. The rich should pay That's I, I believe in freedom. I do have a problem with stupidity, however, and the Al Sharptons of the world who just don't know anything. That I have a real problem with. All right, moving on. Joe, just double-checking, earlier in the show, you indicated to me you had a real problem with segregation, correct? Uh, Yes, and uh, I still do, Dan. Yeah. He still... uh, Guy? Guy, you think it's a good idea? No, Guy says... Justin, are are you a fan of segregation? No. No, so... that Paula... Paula, segregation. Okay, that's five. That's five big zeros for segregation. Very stupid, very bad, extremely malicious idea. A stain on American society. Segregation's back. I'm not joking. I wish I were. And who's bringing it back? The bigoted racist liberals. Yes, they are total racist. They're not quiet racist. They're not soft bigots. They're hardcore bigots. They want segregation back. No, they don't. Look at this article, Post Millennial. Again, be in a newsletter. Hannah Nightingale. Former city council candidate to introduce a ballot initiative creating African-American autonomous zones in D.C. 
This is a guy by the name of Addison Sarter. Go to the screenshot from this piece. Folks, this is, again, it's not the Babylon Bee. It's a real article. This guy used to be a D.C. council candidate, Addison Sarter. He's expected to bring forth a ballot initiative that would look to create African-American autonomous zones, which would have their own mayor and city council members. Joe, just one more time for the record. You're yeah. Big no on segregation, correct? Big, big no. Oh, that's, big, a, that's a great big no. Yeah, yeah. Big, big no on Joe about big segregation. No. Uh, every, it's universal. That's five no's. Five no's on segregation. Big no on segregation. Not the left. The left loves it. By the way, I could go through tons of these stories, but in the interest of time, I have to more. Remember the college campus story? We're going to have segregated graduation. This is the left. This is the, please explain to me again. Tell me how I'm wrong. What is, doesn't Steven Crowder have that? What's Crowder's thing? Change my mind. I'm footnoting Steven Crowder. Hot tip Steven Crowder. I'm not stealing his stuff. Change my mind that liberals aren't promoting segregation. Please. I'm, 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 Steve, by the way, Steve, who's a friend, can you go to a college campus and do that? Change my mind. Liberals aren't promoting segregation. It's right there. Here's the big, what's that? I, I know, I should. You're right. You know what? That's a good point. I should invite him on unfiltered on my Fox show and get him to defend how he's a new segregationist. How is he different than like George Wallace or something? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, by the way, they want, uh, they want discrimination too. No, they don't. And you know, Ibram Kendi, the new anti-racist, you know, white fragility, critical race theory guy. Yeah, here's a quote from Kendi's book. This is all the critical race theorists. Love this guy. He's promoting not only uh, is this councilman promoting segregation, the leftists also want discrimination back. No, they don't, Dan. Here's his words. Read his words. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. Thank you. Case closed. Moving on. His, his words, folks, uh, not mine. Liberals are all in on segregation and discrimination. Nice work, losers. What a bunch of zeros. And again, you wonder why I wake up every single morning thanking the Lord, not using his name in vain, that I am not a liberal moron. Not only do they not know anything, here's what they do know. We love segregation. Discrimination is back. These are these dunces. Unfortunately, you have some of these idiots as neighbors. Move away from them as soon as possible. Do we really have to say this? Discrimination, really bad. Segregation, really, really bad. Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know it's complicated. I get it. <laughs> Tough to digest, everyone. I get it. All right. I got a couple more things I really want to get to, including LeBron James um, proving he's doing the public a favor, proving that Americans hate frauds. Um, and LeBron is just getting wrecked right now, which is just terrific to see. Our last sponsor, Simply Safe. Hey, with Simply Safe, their home security, uh, Simply Safe Home Security, the founders, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, this, uh, they designed their first security system in their kitchen. They did it for a personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. I had that experience. It's really awful. They were struggling to find a security system that was both simple to set up and make them feel safe again. I had a home broken into when I lived in Severna Park, Maryland. It was a nightmare. It changes everything, folks. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you if it happens to you, you'll never look at your house the same way again. You're like, did he go here? Did he go there? It's a bad feeling. Making people feel safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 years ago. They have a passion to protect people, which not only drives every engineering detail in its products, but it motivates every interaction with its customers. Here's the thing Simply Safe makes it super easy. 
It takes about two minutes to customize the system on their website. SimplySafe.com slash Dan Bongino is where to go. That's the website. They have highly trained security experts ready whenever you need them. Whether it's during a fire, burglary, a medical emergency, God forbid, or even just you setting up the system, there's always someone there. They'll have your back, and they make sure you feel safe. To learn more about this great system and how SimplySafe can help protect you and your family, visit SimplySafe.com slash Dan Bongino. That's simply with an I, S-I-M-P-L-I. And customize your system today and get a free security camera too. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial. So there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Secure your home today. Thanks, Simply Safe. We appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Let me motor through this quick. Listen, America hates frauds. LeBron's a fraud. We all know that. He's not only a fraud, he doesn't know anything either. Again, he's got the Al Sharpton syndrome. They say things they don't know about, and they think if they say it often enough that people will start to believe them. Well, the stupid people and the yapping, clapping seals in the seat, <laughs> they will. But when you actually do your homework, you find out these people are dunces. So LeBron James is supposed to be this big draw for the NBA. Uh, interesting. The TV ratings for the NBA playoffs skyrocketed with LeBron James not playing. I did not watch the NBA finals. I don't care. I'll never watch the NBA again until they start, um, you know, I, that stop doing politics, start playing basketball. I'm not interested. But LeBron, who's supposedly his big draw, the NBA Finals ratings went up when he wasn't playing. His movie, Getting Crushed by Critics, which is really great. Here's Sports Bible. Space Jam 2, shockingly low Metacritic score, shows it failed to live up to the hype. Not to mention people like me who would have taken my daughter or something to see Space Jam when it had Michael Jordan in it you know, who actually respected people and said, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. LeBron hates us. He defends the Chinese murderous regime. So I would never take my kids to see this crap movie. And apparently the people who did take their kids were highly disappointed because it was a crap movie. So China, who LeBron has surgically attached his lips to their asses over in China. China said, hey, LeBron, come on over, show the movie here. We'll make some money. Ha, not. <laughs> here we go. Fox News. China won't carry LeBron's Space Jam film. Although China, LeBron pledged allegiance to Chairman Xi for more than three years. They said, nope, beat it. Bobby Borak column. Nice job, Bobby. So LeBron surgically attached his lips to the rumps of the Chinese Communist Party. Remember this clip where a Houston Rockets official had dared to call out Communist China? And LeBron told him, hey, you better watch your mouth with that free speech. You know, free speech is a great thing as long as you don't use it. Here's LeBron James. Remember this? I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand. So many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say. We do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Yeah, freedom of speech is great. Just don't use it. Or you could spiritually harm people. Um, maybe like the Uyghurs. Story in BuzzFeed today. It's been getting a lot of traction. You know the Uyghurs? The Muslims in China? BuzzFeed just printed this article today by uh, uh, by uh, uh, Mega Rajagopalan. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the last name. My apologies. Rajagopalan and Allison Killing. Forgive me. I'm not saying your name wrong on purpose. I just don't want to butcher it, which I just did. But China can lock up a million Muslims in Xinjiang at once. BuzzFeed article. This is what you're protecting, LeBron? Let's go to a screenshot from the piece. LeBron says, hey, free speech is good. Just don't criticize these people. You mean the people mass imprisoning? In prison camps and torture camps, Muslim Uyghurs, you mean these people? Yeah, these are LeBron's folks right here. It says earlier estimates, including one extrapolated from three-year-old leaked government data, suggest that a total of more than a million Muslims have been detained or imprisoned over the last five years. 
with an unknown number released during that time. BuzzFeed's unprecedented analysis goes further, showing that China's built space to lock up at least 1.01 million people in Xinjiang at the same time. Good job, LeBron. Nice work there, buddy. Use free speech, just don't call that out. Very brave. Real champ. Americans hate frauds. Maybe that's why LeBron's efforts are now blowing up in his face. All right. Amazingly, I managed to get through a lot of this stuff. Hey, I want to play this again. I played it yesterday. It's a video out of Australia. Folks, I've been getting a lot of your feedback from Australia. Thank you. I am not going to give up on your story. You may not be citizens of my country, but you are free human beings. I respect what you're doing. I respect you. I love it that you enjoy the show, and I'm not going to let you down. What is happening to the free people of Australia, formerly free people of Australia, is a grotesque, disgusting story that should be front-page headlines everywhere. The problem is the Democrats and the liberal media love it when you turn a place into a prison colony. Listen to me very clearly. Australia has turned back into a prison colony. I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. I'm not making light of it. What you can't do in prison, you can't do in Australia. You are not free to move. It's actually worse than Australia because they don't even want you talking to people and you could talk to people in prison. Here, you don't believe me? Here is a reporter from Australia describing the new COVID lockdown in yet another failed effort to get to zero COVID in Australia, which is not even in the realm remotely of possibilities. Check this out. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. It's a prison colony. It is a literal prison colony. What you can't do in prison, you can't do in Australia, and there are even more restrictions. Australia has been turned into a prison colony again. Again, how is this not a global story right now outside of this show? I haven't seen it anywhere. Maybe a couple of hits on Fox people have done because the left agrees with this. There's nothing totalitarian leftists more, love more than crushing freedom and liberty. And what better example of crushing freedom and liberty than crushing freedom and liberty? I mean, literally. You're not free to move. You're not free to talk. You're not free to move around. You're not even free to leave your house. You are in prison in Australia right now. I will continue to talk about this story until something changes. Why are they doing this? Because Australia, like the United States in many cases, is led by idiots, by stupid people. We are being led by stupid people and crazy people who are trying to get to a goal that is impossible, that is zero COVID. We have had, we have, folks, we have cases, even though this, the success rate for vaccinations against measles is very good. There are still measles outbreaks. It is never going anywhere, ever. Does it, listen, I know this is troubling for some of the liberals listening who live in like an alternate M-theory type universe. I know it's hard. 
Do you understand COVID-19 will be with us forever? Do you understand that? If you don't, please stop listening now because you are too stupid for even this show to fix. Please stop listening. No one can fix you. Seriously. Try brain-enhancing compounds first, some mental exercises, some Mensa stuff, and then come back. I can't help you. You are too dumb. So you understand that the COVID goal of zero that the dunces leading Australia have set is impossible. It will never happen. So if your goal is zero COVID or we're going to shut down Australia, then you might as well just turn it into a prison colony forever and just say it now. Jordan Schachtel has a great substack about this. Again, be my news. My newsletter today is tight. Please read it. He talks about this zero COVID delusion. Quote, zero COVID catastrophe. Participating nations see new records across the board. Success story, no more. Folks, here's a chart from the piece. Here's Australia. Lockdown number one. Oh, look, it worked. Up, oh, didn't. There it goes again. Lockdown number two. Look, it worked. No, it didn't. There's another spike. Lockdown number three. Oh, worked. No, it didn't work. Another spike again. Lockdown, 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 lockdown. And there you go. Cases again. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe the 40-second lockdown will definitely get us to zero. Why not just keep it locked down forever? You have set a goal that is impossible to reach, and you made everybody look stupid in the process, bankrupted people, and you've turned your country, this great country, full of awesome, freedom-loving people into prisoners, literally prisoners. Finally, the White House here. Oh, that can't happen here, Dan. Oh, we're going down the path again, folks. Washington Post. White House officials debate another masking push as COVID infections spike because, again, it works so well the uh, 55 times they tried masking and lockdowns before. Good job, fellas. Well done. As I said, please, uh, I really appreciate if you you DVR or watch my show live this weekend, Unfiltered. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you for all the great feedback. Trying to get a really good guest i'll get I'll, I'll, I'll know by tomorrow so i'm not trying to tease something unnecessarily but i'll know by tomorrow uh and i will have another debate with a liberal we'll see what we're gonna do because i'm not letting them off the hook exposing their stupidity has become my main goal right now because they're really that dumb dangerous people thanks for tuning in folks i'll see you all tomorrow you just heard dan bongino